guys. Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist, and we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness Podcast. Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc. Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is. I don't even know what we do. This week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast is sponsored by Exhale Coffee, the first specialty coffee in the UK to be sourced and roasted, especially for health. Their unique process is designed to lock in the natural plant chemicals and involves nine different tests at independent laboratories across Europe, all overseen by their in-house team of experts. You guys know that I love my morning cup of coffee. I could not part with it. I'm so happy to introduce Exhale into my morning routine. Independent tests show that one cup of Exhale coffee tested to have the antioxidant power of 12 punnets of blueberries. That's 55 oranges or 1.2 kilograms of kale. It's a lot of antioxidants. So much so that it tests 40% higher in polyphenols. And if you're not a huge caffeine lover, the decaf is the same coffee as the regular, but it's decaffeinated using a chemical-free mountain water process, which uses only the purest spring water from the highest mountain in Mexico. Honestly, guys, I have put the beans in my coffee machine. And as always, I so look forward to that first cup of coffee. The magic to the exhale coffee is sourcing and roasting to retain more of and bring out more of the coffee's healthy compound. If you guys want to try exhale coffee, use code WELL40 for 40% off your first bag in a subscription plus free delivery. So go to www.exhalecoffee.com, use code WELL40 for 40% off, and you guys won't be disappointed. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Forky Wellness Podcast. It's just me and Sophie today, and we're going to talk all about Sophie's birth story. I'm so excited, and I'm really excited to just talk to you because I feel like I haven't seen or spoken to you in ages. I know. You know what? To be honest, I was going to apologize. I just feel like it's like the weirdest, like twist of like events with like me coming to America and you having a baby just like time differences is busy I yeah but I'm so happy that we're here and talking about it I do know a bit about your birth story we we caught up like right after you had Romeo yeah um but I feel like in a weird way like so much has happened since then I know I cannot believe it's been two weeks since I gave birth like I actually can't everyone's like oh it goes so quickly and it really really does but it, at the same time it feels just like one long continuous day yeah probably because you don't have proper sleep so it just feels like lots of little naps yeah that like just add up to one day but also like I'm looking at pictures of him and he's changed so much in two weeks I know I literally can't believe it and actually when we got him weighed at his five-day checkup he would they always drop their like yeah, below their 10%. birth weight yeah and he only dropped two percent and then when we took him to his 10-day checkup he'd put on like half a pound and normally they're still trying to get back up to their birth weight I know so he's literally growing so much he is growing so much I said that to Mark the other day because we were looking at pictures I was showing my mom pictures um and I was like he looks so different doesn't he yeah he's grown out of all his original baby grows yeah I know (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> what size is he still in newborn though obviously he's in zero to three months now whereas before he was like 
the size below newborn because he was quite small when he was born yeah wow god mm. like the human body is just so incredible isn't it I know this my milk must be super milk <laughs> <laughs> literally like super growth hormone milk um that's we'll get on to that because I definitely want to talk about that as well but should we just start at the beginning like yeah you, you went into labor a bit early yeah so he was due on the 10th of July and then on the so the Monday the 28th I okay actually Sunday the 27th we moved out of my house and I was on one that day I was like I we have to get it Ash was like oh we've got next weekend as well like we've still got time before he comes and I was like no no I was like we this has to be done today like I just think he's going to come early yeah um, literally exhausted myself that day my mom was like please stop like slow down I was like no I was like everything has to be out the house and moved into your house ready to like do the renovations um and then Monday again I was like super energized I did two long walks that day I did a workout um and then that night I'm normally exhausted by like eight nine o'clock and I stayed up till 11 like wanting to go through my hospital bag going through all his baby clothes and my mom was like Sophie like calm down and go to bed um so I finally got into bed at 11 and then at um half past 12 so like gone midnight I woke up to like this gushing of my waters breaking and I freaked like I was like oh my god this isn't supposed to happen first like I thought contractions came first so I like woke Ash up and I was like I'm pretty sure my waters have just broken he was like Wait, two oh, things you... okay go so, do you think sorry interrupts I just want to make sure I get all my questions in um do you think just like the stress of the move just like put your body like like it was just like all right it's coming now do you think that had anything to do with it or you think regardless if you guys were moving or not he would have came early I think he would have come early because I don't know if this stuff works but I was walking for at least 30 minutes every day I was working out um I was eating six dates every single day from like is that like a thing yeah there's research to show that if you eat six dates leading up to the birth I think it's from 36 week it's like deemed safe to do like you shouldn't obviously induce labor <laughs> um yeah. but um and I was like sitting really upright and forward so that like his head would be in optimal position and like his chin so would you tuck. did everything you yeah did I wanted him early okay okay <laughs> but I also I just... felt like he was ready I wasn't like trying to induce myself I was just doing everything I could to assist so that when he did come it was like you know I'd done the stuff that the research suggests got it I wonder what's in the date that like stimulates it's something to do with like the lining of your uterus and it like softens and like tones it in preparation for birth. And there's actually research to show that you're less likely to tear if you've done this as well. This is what the research says. Oh, wow. I'm not like, yeah. I had no idea. That's, that's so like such a random, like, I know. like dates. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's so <laughs> random now. Okay. So your water bo- broke while you were sleeping which I've never heard of before no that's what my mom said she was like that just doesn't happen so weird so um, yeah I woke up to like this gushing and like I was like Ashley I think my water just broke he was like are you sure and I was like well I'm pretty sure I haven't wet myself and there is a substantial <laughs> amount of water in my knickers so <laughs> yes I'm pretty sure it's my waters um so I actually went in so that was the first night we were staying or second night actually we were staying it like moved into my parents so I actually went and woke my mum up as well and I was like mom I think my water just broke and I was like shaking like a leaf like 
I was I don't know why I was just really freaked out because I was like one this is just super early and yeah. two um, it wasn't I, that early though like, yeah it was ridiculous. yeah it was like 12 days at that point but um I think it's just because my waters broke first and I just thought the contractions were going to come first so yeah. we went to the hospital Ash wasn't allowed in um I had to go away he was allowed into the hospital, but he had to wait in the waiting room whilst they like assessed me in the maternity assessment. Okay, area. so this is like before you were admitted. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, so they were just assessing me, and they—I was there for like four hours. They were really busy, um, and the conclusion was I had no con- no contractions. So if I didn't feel them in the next twenty-four hours, they were going to induce me. And I know a lot about induction, and I did not want to be induced. So why? I just think I di- I wanted him to come because he was ready. And although yeah. my waters have broken, if I wasn't having contractions, I felt like he wasn't quite there yet. And I'm sorry it, if this sounds stupid, but like, why why did they want to induce? Is there a risk of like being too long between your water breaking and then mm. him not coming out? Is that like risky for you or the yeah, baby? Yeah. So within if nothing happens within 24 hours, the risk of infection increases. Got so it. they they would have induced me if nothing had happened in 24 hours, but they gave me the option of being induced there on the spot or going home. So I was like, I'm going to go home and see what happens. Great. Um. So they signed me off, and Ash and I went home, and then. I kind of got a little bit of sleep, but then I woke up at seven o'clock in the morning with like really intense, like period pain type tummy ache. So I was like, okay, this is good. Like means something, it might be happening. And then like the day was progressing and nothing, like no contractions. It was just this weird tummy ache. So I was like Googling what kind of brings on contractions. And it said an uphill walk. So I was like, mum, I was like, put your shoes on, we're going on a really long (laughs) uphill walk. And honestly, the moment I got back from that walk, like contractions were in full swing around 11 o'clock in the morning um wow. yeah and then I'd always like ever like I did hypnobirthing and it does say stay at home for as long as you can be in the comfort of your own home so I made sure I ate as much as I could because I knew that once I was in serious pain that wasn't going to be a priority so I was like trying to yeah. eat and you needed energy food. yeah exactly um and then so I think I had like my last big meal at around half three and honestly at half four I was in agony like I I was like on my hands and knees like trying to breathe like and I just kept saying to my mom I was like I can't do this like how much worse can it get um and then at half seven in the evening um I actually started to bleed so I called the midwife and she was like come in we need to assess you um Ash drove me to the hospital and they assessed me straight away and they were like you're in established labor you're four centimeters um but because I was bleeding they didn't let me go to the birthing center for a water birth which is what I would have preferred but I was like that's fine you know yeah how do you feel about that like looking back on it like um to be honest my mum said to me if you don't get a water birth you're not going to look back and be like oh I really wish I'd had a water birth because as long as your baby gets out safe you don't regret like how he came out so and being that he needed to be assessed, I was like, it's just, it just feels right. Like, it doesn't matter. I, I really care in the moment. So I was like, okay, like, get me onto the labor ward. Let's go. I think that's so important to say, like, you can prepare as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And I think the preparation is really helpful, like mentally. Yeah. Um, and it's so great, but like, you have no idea what's going to happen. And I like, I just hear like everyone's story is so different, which just proves so like different. everybody's body is different. And when the time comes, like 
you just do what's best for you and the baby. And oftentimes that's not the birth plan. Exactly. And I had so much trust in my body throughout my entire pregnancy that I just knew it would do what it needed to, to get him out in the best way possible. Um, So we went to the labor ward, had the nicest midwife. She was literally incredible. Um, but when I got in, I was like, oh, could I have the birthing ball out, please? And, um, you know, I'm just going to set myself up. And I had this like way and like, literally within like five minutes, she was like, I'm going to put this birthing ball away because you're clearly not interested in using it. <laughs> like I was just in so much pain that like I was like, get the birthing ball out of my side. Get this shit out of here. <laughs> literally. And then I was like, Ash, open the window. Ash, close the window. Ash, open the window. I was just like so indecisive as to what I needed. How was um, he doing? all of this was he just like in shock and like whatever you needed or like was he like he, cool? he was literally incredible like the most calm and in control and he made me feel safe and he, yeah literally just incredible like did whatever I needed um and also what I will say is for anyone that's like about to give birth tell your birthing partner or your midwife whoever you're with to just help you make a decision because when you're in so much pain and they're like do you want an epidural do you want this we need to do that it's really really difficult to be like making these same like choices when you are literally in the most pain you've ever been in your life yeah that's such good advice to anyone going through it um that's me I love that he was like so like on it and calm and it's just so ash isn't it like, yeah oh yeah and he knew he'd be like that as well I kept saying to him like yeah, we need to prepare together like and he was like I don't need to prepare I'm going to be fine and yeah you know, hats off to him he pulled out the bag so <laughs> that's so like I I would have guessed exactly like I would have predicted that exact thing just knowing <laughs> him um okay was someone asked um if you had a student midwife you mentioned midwife so I just mm. thought I would yeah I did not and I'm gonna be super honest if a student midwife was like oh can I like watch and assist birth I would have been like no I'd be like I don't want you here um and I think it's great and that sounds like really bitchy of me because I know they're there to learn and and maybe in the moment maybe I would have said yes but I think I just didn't want anyone else there we had such a great team the midwife was incredible we then had the doctor there as well and that's all I needed I didn't want anyone else there (laughs) I know exactly. I mean, I think it's just so dependent. I think it's just also like wh- whoever is there, you just like form an attachment with. Yes. Um, because my one of my other friends just gave birth and her midwife was a student and she was like so happy to give that learning opportunity to that and student. And that's so like, generous of her. <laughs> she was like, you're going to deliver my baby. And my baby's going to be like one of the ones that, you know, helps you get through your Aww. training. Um, but I think like you just, whoever is there you just form that attachment with yeah so was she with you from the start to the end or did she have a changeover no 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 she was there thank god and her shift was actually finishing eight o'clock in the morning and she predicted that like I wouldn't give birth till like six or seven she was like it's so hit and miss if I'm gonna be here um but he actually came out at 2 12 so we were way ahead of needing to switch yeah okay perfect so you got there they took away the birthing because you were yeah. just in too much pain and what happened next um then so I actually and then I, I'd read as well before like when you're in labor you should like go for a wee as often as you can just to like make yourself more comfortable so I was like okay like I need a wee and then I saw like a lot more blood was coming out so I went to the midwife um we had like a bathroom in the room we were in and I was like I'm bleeding quite heavily 
so she came and looked and she was like okay I was like is this normal she was like I'm going to be really honest it's not normal we don't know why it is we've ruled everything out that it could have been um so we're not sure so let's hook you up to the monitor Romeo was being monitored the whole time um and because and then she assessed me again it was like a few hours later and I was still only four centimeters and I was like that just can't be like I'm in so much pain so she was like we're going to have to put you on an oxytocin drip to speed things up because it will be coming up to 24 hours since your water's broke now and we need to progress the labor yeah so knowing what I knew about the oxytocin drip I was like I'm going to have to opt oh, sorry opt for the epidural because and they were actually encouraging me to do that because I clearly wasn't handling it that well um and I, and I was like and I was so so against an epidural I was like I don't like I don't know if I want it like should I have I think it? it's just so interesting that all Brits are kind of against epidurals and all Americans are like get it it's a given yeah the earliest point that I'm like cleared for it which I just think is like a really interesting point and I yeah. know that with epidurals there's more risk um but it's like literally not a question here like I really don't know anyone that has given birth in America without an epidural where like in the UK it's kind of like if if you need it yeah so Ash was like right let's really weigh up here if you want this epidural like how much pain are you in right now like you know we went through everything um and I was like okay let's do it so the anaesthetist came in um and (laughs) what's horrible is they're like you cannot move you have to stay really still and I was like what if I'm having a contraction like yeah, I no. can't stay still whilst you're putting a needle in my spine but they were like don't worry like you you will just put your head down and they tell me what position to be and they were like remember we do this all the time and there's people who are like being more problematic than you are right now so don't worry um so it went in and it was like a lot of pressure in my back it was I didn't enjoy it at all and when it starts to go in it's like cold water through your veins and back. It's like, it's a horrible feeling. And I kept saying to my midwife, I was like, I really don't like it. I don't like it. And she was like, I, would, I think I'll faint. Like, yeah, even she was like saying this right now, like, <laughs> I feel a bit like woozy, like just picturing it. I'm just so queasy as an individual. Like, I just think I'll literally pass out. Yeah, it, it wasn't nice. And then I also had a cannula in my hand uh, for the oxytocin drip. And that, again, just felt like cold liquid going through my veins in my oh. hand. And I'm really not good with needles. And I was just like, I actually almost passed out when you put the cannula in. But it's fine. I didn't. So just to clarify, because you had the drip, which makes you dilate faster, that's mm. more painful, which is why you opted for the epidural. Yeah, correct? yeah. Got so the, in, based on, the, I did go into the birth quite like knowledgeable. I had kind of read about a lot of circumstances. So just based on my knowledge, I was like, I know this is going to intensify everything. So yeah. the epidural was, you know, what I wanted to do in that moment. And look, it's there for a reason. Like, mm. It is like our bodies are capable of a lot, but like it's there for a reason. I think it's a great yeah. option for for people just to know that it's there if you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as that drip went in, like literally within ten minutes, the contractions were insane. Like I cannot tell you how painful it was, and they were coming like every minute, minute and a half, um, and then. So for about half an hour, I was kind of just lying on my back because you obviously can't move once you've had the epidural. And then I woke up to like the most intense pain and pressure. And she was like, wait a minute, like something's gone wrong. It brought the anaesthetist back and it just like to cut a long story short, turns out that the epidural had blocked in my body and just paralyzed my right leg. So everything else I had feeling in. 
um they were like so crazy it's just unheard of right like (laughs) um so they were like we can fit you for a second and I was like oh my god like I didn't even want one epidural now I'm like going in for two like what the hell and Ash was like Sophie what was more painful having the epidural or the amount of pain you're in right now and I was like okay like fuck it like let's just do the second so he went off um and prepped for it and then literally it normally takes around 20 minutes to prep the epidural and within that time grace my midwife was like i need to assess you again i was like i really don't want to be assessed again like i you know i just didn't want to and she was like please give me permission to assess you right now because you're, you've really changed like last time it was only four centimeters but it's been a really short period of time and you could be ready to push right now yeah. so I was like okay assess me and she was like I have never known a baby to drop that quickly in my practice that's um, why you were in so much pain literally it just came so quick yeah and his head was like there ready to go and she was like okay like no epidural it's time to push and I was like oh my god is this happening like it's just the most surreal experience and so you I- ended up pushing without an epidural but one yeah paralyzed one paralyzed leg so they had to physically like turn me on my side so that my legs were on top of each other and one of the midwives was actually holding my paralyzed leg whilst I held the (laughs) other one to like push him out and I honestly I can't explain the amount of pain you're in like the pressure down there is you feel like your body is about to explode and I was dragging Ash onto the bed with me like grabbing his arm I was like I can't do this he was like yes you can just breathe <laughs> looking oh back like God. it's actually quite entertaining but it's and I was grabbing <laughs> onto my, <laughs> oh God knows what I look like I could like feral but I was grabbing onto Ash's arm and then also grabbing onto the midwife's arm. And she was like, let me go. She was like, I need to get the doctor to deliver this baby. And I was like, don't leave, don't leave. Like literally Grace, grabbing onto her. And she leave. was like, Ash, get her off my arm. She was like, I have to go get the doctor. Oh my God. Um, and I was like, please don't leave me. She was like, Sophie, the doctor is on the other side of the door. I will be back within like a minute. So I must have let her go. I don't really remember letting her go. I must have let her go. <laughs> but she came back with a doctor and they were like I said one was holding one leg and I was holding the other and they were like the baby's head is there but it's coming in and out like you need to just they were like this pushes were like not sustained yeah they were like you you're taught all these breathing exercises and hypnobirthing teaches you to breathe a baby out and they were like telling me do not breathe they were like hold your breath and push for as long as you possibly can because the baby's heart rate was dropping and you know we need to get him out ASAP otherwise we're going to have to intervene and I was like I have to do this like even if I die and my body blows up I have to like get him Is that out like right what now. it felt like yeah honestly like you just oh honest I you just cannot explain how painful it is oh my god so within 20 minutes he was out and I pushed him out I felt the ring of fire that horrible burning was it just like talks about when you pushed him out when his head came out was it like a sense of relief or no it was like it only got worse um no it, I think it was a sense of relief it was like a different feeling because then they kind of like pull his shoulders out which I was just gonna say yeah once you pop it sounds like so like I'm sorry to anyone listening. yeah I, I apologize I'm not sure the right terminology to use here um but like as soon as you like pop the head out they can grab him right yeah so they kind of shuffled him out as far as I could kind of feel but also just to, just to go back Ash and I had an agreement that he would be at my head the whole time and not gonna watch anything and he was literally there 
like my legs were up like wide open and he was like I can see the head it's coming in and out like keep pushing and I was just like oh my god is this actually happening like he is literally watching a baby come out of my vagina was that like on the top of your mind like during all this or like it was just I think for like a second I addressed it and then I was like okay let's just get him (laughs) I mean I think like there's two sides to every like two sides to the argument one I I've always said like Mark you will be shoulders up like there's just some things that like I don't want you to see but mm. then also I just think like the appreciation he must have yeah um for your body and just like what you were able to do and just the child that you guys created but you literally birthed him into this world yeah. I'm sure that that was like an amazing thing for him to see as a dad um and I'm sure that like looking back on it that was probably like for him like such an incredible experience it genuinely that was always my fear I'm like you can't go back once you've seen that like that's gonna yeah, there's some things you just can't in a relationship yeah. yeah but actually it made us so much stronger as a couple yeah like, we felt so empowered doing that together as such a team yeah like, I wouldn't have it any other way and I also looking back I'm like this is what I choose to believe the epidural didn't work because I got to feel everything like it was such a raw experience and I'm so I just felt so empowered going through it and I look back and I'm just so grateful for that experience yeah I mean I literally said to you like I'm so proud of you like I just think that there's no better accomplishment in life and like I just can't like I yeah I'm just like I will literally say to the day like (laughs) you are like I'm so proud of you that you were able to do that like I just don't think people say that enough no thank you and it and everyone says but childbirth is so painful but you honestly can't explain the amount of pain until you go through it so have you forgotten it yet because some people are like well your body naturally forgets I held on to that for good three days I was I literally said to Ash after we had him I was like we're not that's it he's, he's, (laughs) he's our child now like we are not having another one but actually now like I, I genuinely don't know if I want another child. Like, I just think you can't even think about that when you've got a newborn. Yeah, it's only been two weeks. But, yeah, but I know I can do it. So yeah. I would do it again because I know my body can do it. If you um, were to do it again, how would you prepare differently? I mean, like, I know that's like such a loaded question because it's literally been two weeks. But like, would you opt for the epidural again if you were in the same situation? Or like, would you try to go to your original birthing plan and do it again that way? Like in the birthing center or like, it's just like one of those things that like if you do get pregnant again like whatever is best at that time like do yeah. you think you'll approach it differently I think I would literally just go in and see what the situation what was. they said yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm really not keen on c-sections that's just my personal preference I would I would much rather have like a vaginal birth so that would always be my preference and however we got to that point I'd just be like okay yeah. whatever um, but the moment he came out, what well, I just, if I could relive one moment in my life, it would be that moment just, and I'd heard a lot of people say that actually the moment they put the baby on you, it's actually not as euphoric as a lot of people say, like a lot of my friends have said that they were quite overwhelmed and it was really quick. And then sometimes like the baby was taken straight off and like, so I was kind of not expecting that like amazing feeling everyone talks about, but I, I actually got it. 
and just him like there was just like blood everywhere like I lost a little bit of blood not a worrying amount but it was just such a messy situation and, and they he was just, just like, like take him out and put you straight literally on like this little alien being like passed to you like still attached to his umbilical cord and I actually had that clamped until it stopped pulsating um who cut it Ash cut it which oh, I was yay. so happy about because he said the whole time he was like I don't know how I feel about it I'm just gonna have to see in a moment but he was so like on board to he do was, it yeah oh good I'm glad he got to do that yeah. that's so special and I just and I was like crying with laughter when he came out I just remember looking up at him, <laughs> like I could actually cry right oh now oh my god this is so yeah. funny <laughs> literally like it was just the most surreal amazing moment and I just keep wishing for that moment back because it was just yeah incredible oh, I love that um so yeah and then he was on me for an hour and a half we did skin to skin um he fed in that time um oh, wow I know bless Ash he kept being like oh like, I think he's done now like it's my turn to hold him but I was just like I've just carried him and nurtured him for yeah months like I need this time with him so was he able to latch right away or like yeah. was it a bit of a struggle no he latched straight away like really easily um that's amazing and then after my hour and a half Ash did around 45 minutes um and then he was wow. weighed and everything it was just it was perfect it was really really perfect he was super healthy when he came out he didn't cry he was just like making little noises and oh my god I literally... a little soldier I know. and like within like the minute I swear of him coming out my whole family was like up the whole night just waiting to hear so Ash texted them all to say that we'd had him and then your I mom wasn't allowed to be there no she wasn't which in hindsight I think was best I think okay even she said she was like actually I think it all turned out how it was meant to be yeah because then I was just gonna say you get that special bond between yeah. you and Ash that I think if your mom was there and I can imagine my mom being there I think I would like naturally rely more on my mom than that's Mark. exactly yeah not <laughs> not because I don't solve trust, everything yeah yeah not because I don't trust Mark but because I just think that like in those situations like you just want your mom don't you 100% yeah it all it all worked out for the best but I literally within the minute of him being born like snapped a picture of him on my chest so like I literally have that moment of like when he was just looking at me like all like <sighs> stuff all over him from coming out yeah. of me um but yeah it was and that was it he so established over was half seven in the evening he was born at 2 12 on Wednesday morning and, and how big like, was he so I'm not going to tell anyone his birth weight which sounds so okay. weird because I just feel like he was a little bit smaller than your average baby but he was just he's so healthy and like I said he's put on so much weight already yeah and I just feel like there was a lot of judgment around like my bump size throughout pregnancy oh <laughs> so. god I feel like that's so shit yeah do whatever makes you feel comfortable don't disclose anything and for anyone commenting or judging like just fucking stop like Literally. here's a PSA to everyone any baby in the weight range of five and a half pound to ten pound is considered normal that is a very big yeah. gap and he was within that I was range tiny. so he was healthy I was really tiny I was like six pounds yeah. so like yeah and also he was a week and a half early yeah exactly so screw all the haters if you ever comment on someone's baby or pass judgment on someone's birth like fuck you I'm sorry Literally. like that was like, like health like, is paramount. I just think I just think that's the most vile thing a human can do is just mm -hmm. to pass judgment on another person's like birthing experience and mm -hmm. if you are listening having any judgment then like just turn it off like literally like, like tell people where to go yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um I had another question um this is like 
sorry this is like too intrusive I still don't understand this which is like quite embarrassing for me (laughs) what happens with the placenta so you have oh okay yeah and then you have to push out the placenta as well so it's honestly so like nothing compared to what you've just done so you can opt to have an injection to bring on the contractions to birth the placenta and at that point I was like do I want the injection and she was like I'm just going to recommend you have it so we can get it out as soon as possible so I was like okay inject me um so I had the injection and it's the weirdest feeling it just feels like something really squidgy is being shuffled out of your vagina so are you pushing while Romeo was on you or no No, I wasn't they just it just comes out just the feeling I had was that it was just working its way out Okay. I don't know if that I've is always wondered about that yeah that's but like it a was so question. no I, I originally was like what the hell you have your baby and then you've got to push a placenta out like what yes. the hell but yeah it, that's exactly so, what I thought it was so easy and just like nothing compared to what you've just done and you've got like your baby on you so you don't even, yeah it's just like this really weird squidgy thing that feels like it's coming out and then what did you guys do with the, is that too personal no, not at all. So I actually, she said, do you want to keep it? And I said, no, but can I have a look at it? I just wanted to see. Yeah. Ash like turned his head away. He did not want to see the present. <laughs> but. Um, but I actually donated it to research. Oh my God. I love that. That's definitely yeah. something I would do as well. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Um, and I felt really good that's about amazing. it. Yeah. I love that. Um, that's fantastic. So you had the baby on you. Now when he came out, and you already had the name planned mm-hmm. were you like did you have any doubt like I just always picture that no. scene from friends where she's like she doesn't look like oh that. yeah <laughs> whatever like um, I, he, he looks so much like a Romeo Gray to me I'm like it was like yeah. if he could ever have another name but no I, we just he was like Romeo yeah and come into the did world. you have a backup just in case or no? no no we didn't it was just yeah that was it yeah um but yeah and then she so had him on me and she was like okay, I need to see if you um if you've got a tear um and I didn't so my perineum didn't tear but I don't do you know what this sounds terrible I actually can't remember what she said I think like a blood vessel might have burst like quite high up or something happened and I had an internal tear so yeah. she was like so this was really great she was like okay put your legs up on the stirrups open as wide as you can we're gonna like stitch up the internal tear I was like okay this is like slightly more degrading than the birth um but I was there any like embarrassment during that whole thing because I've never had so many people like look down there at once (laughs) like even when I go to the gynecologist I'm like oh god I think it just gets less and less throughout the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, like it's really weird. Your um, priorities are not like you yeah. Shit, you're just like yeah, like this, and you you the way you look at your body almost changes. Like the way I look at my boobs now, I'm just like they're not even my boobs. They're his like milk. They're his food. His like, vessel for food. Yeah, like and I would not care like getting my boobs out in public just to feed him because I'm like you're, yeah. you're not even looking at my boobs. You're looking at him like feeding kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they gave me three local anesthetic injections in my vagina to numb it so that they could get up far enough to stitch. Oh my God, as if your poor vagina hasn't been through. And it's the weirdest feeling. Yeah, because you you can feel it. You can actually feel the thread and the needle up there, but it's not painful. It was so weird. Okay. Sorry if I've just been really graphic there. No, I appreciate it. I, I also think like people don't share enough about their birth. So like 
there's there's so much like unexpected things when you go into it because you're like oh my god no one told me about this well this is the thing like this is why I really want to share it because I I just want to tell people like how raw it is and that's not a bad thing but like when I was asking friends about it I was like like I want to know your birth story and basically their summary was oh yeah it's really painful and I'm like give me the details like I want that means nothing to me yeah exactly yeah, so, but now I definitely feel more prepared going into it, like having heard <laughs> your story. And then I had a friend give birth as well. And she was very um, open about her story as well, which was very different than yours, but like mm. kind of similar. Um, so I feel like I am like better prepared now than ever. But like people just, they they just don't tell you. Yeah, You don't and really you know- learn about it. You don't. And do you know what I also was really shocked at is how freaking fragile my body was afterwards. And that sounds yeah. so stupid for me to say, because it's like, obviously, you've just pushed a baby out. But I just had no idea. Like, my tummy was just so fragile. I couldn't even breathe in and out. Like, I had no stomach muscles at all, because obviously everything's like misplaced from where you've been carrying the baby. Like, my like coccyx was so sore. Like, my vagina was like it felt like it had been like battered and yeah. um, I could when I got home so I, we, I was in the postnatal care for the whole day um they were so busy and they didn't just charge me until like seven o'clock in the evening came home, frustrating or like no. so frustrating because my leg was paralyzed as well for a lot of that so I was just lying in the bed like couldn't even do anything I was like weighing into a bag um it wasn't very glamorous at all but um when I finally got home I was like my sister actually helped me shower because I just felt really fragile and shaken up. Like I didn't know if I was going to like pass out. All I'd eaten all day was like porridge pots and like nothing nutritious. It was just like snacky food. Um, So she actually helped me shower. And when I got out, I think I just went into like, I don't know what happened, but I had so much adrenaline running through my body and I was like shaking like a leaf. And my sister apparently went down to my mum and she was like, oh my God, like, I don't know if Sophie's gone into like shock after the birth, but like, she's not okay. Like it was, re- it's a really weird thing to recover from such, because it is a trauma on the body. 110%. So were you just in bed for the rest of like, were you just bedridden or? So my sister, I could, I could walk. I just felt like get, getting up the stairs was an actual workout. Um, yeah. And you have sister, quite a bit of stairs in that house. Yeah. As well. <laughs> my sister made me um, like a really nutritious, well-balanced meal. I had a shower um, and then Okay, I can't even remember. Like, it's just a blur. I think me and Ash were up with him most of the night, taking turns to hold him whilst the other one slept because um, he wouldn't settle in the bed. Like, he's obviously, he's just come out of my tummy. He doesn't know what's going yeah, on. He doesn't know um, what a bed is. And then the next day, um, I actually started walking from the next day. My mom and I went out, literally, we're talking like 10, 15 minute walk, but I was just so determined that, you know, I had to get out and get some fresh air and just, you know, start enjoying being a mom. And I was on such a high as well. Um, but yeah, two weeks in, I cannot believe what a difference it makes. Like I yeah. feel, I obviously don't feel back to normal, but so much better than the first five days physically. Your body's just so amazing. It just, it's it just knows how to recover, doesn't it? I know. It just, it's, it's you're just so programmed, crazy. like not, not to say that it's not difficult, like it obviously is but I do think like women are just programmed to just like Mm -hmm. we're so fucking strong it's just like this is what's happening you just get on with it like yeah so I just think no one everyone just thinks oh you have the baby and then you're a mom and you go home and you be a mom but actually like you your body literally feels broken 
after giving birth it really does did you have to like ice your vagina I brought I so I've got that spritz for bits by my expert midwife which is, what is that? incredible it's basically this spritz and you can either spray it directly onto your vagina or you can spray it into your pads um because you're also heavily bleeding after birth for quite a while oh, really like anything from one to six weeks wow I didn't know that yeah so but a period pad will not do it's like a freaking nappy like in oh your neckers. um so and that actually that was another thing I'm sorry I'm just gonna be pretty raw and graphic here but when I got home and after I'd had my shower no actually just before I had my shower I looked in my knickers and I had a really big like not really big but like quite a big blood clot in my knickers and I just like freaked out and I think that's why I started shaking as well because I was like oh my yeah. god like is that normal Scary. um I called the midwife and she was like don't worry when you've been lying in a bed all day the blood kind of like collects and then Agulate. when you stand up yeah it like comes out she was like if it continues or something happens again then give us a call and you know come in and we'll assess you but it was fine but you just again you just don't think about that um, no I had like this is the first time I'm actually hearing that like you can bleed for that long mm-hmm. I just thought they like stitched you up and sent you home yeah exactly and honestly like my tummy was just there is like this gaping it feels like you've got a hole in your tummy where like your organs used to sit oh my God. and it's just like I just could not I've always had like quite strong abdominals and I just could not locate any muscle in my tummy which was really weird as well yeah it's just almost like an outer body Mm. experience I guess like because it's just like your body just changes so much in such a short time you're just like where where is this what part of my body is this and I kept thinking like when like when I was quite heavily pregnant I was like oh like can't wait to get my body back and you don't get your body back afterwards (laughs) like my boobs are like three times the size they my body's sole purpose is to keep Romeo alive right now and I actually thought I'd be more bothered about my postpartum body than I am because I I said to my mum like I don't even care what I look like right now like I just want to look after him it's really weird yeah yeah I mean I think that's like I think it's it just helps shift priorities isn't it Mm. like it's you know you have a baby it's just like who cares what you know I look like yeah yeah growing that baby and you're keeping it alive and do you think it's helped just like the just birthing a baby and just like seeing what your body's capable of Mm. have you noticed I mean it's maybe it's too early to say like have you noticed the shift in like body appreciation or like body confidence I mean I guess it's like quite hard to feel super confident about your body when it's like all new and you know bleeding and things like that but like do you think that like do you think this will have a lasting impact on like an appreciation and increased body confidence I feel like I'm getting used to a slightly different version of my body. I don't know if it's going to go back to what it was before. It doesn't matter. Um, but throughout my pregnancy, I was super active. I felt like I was being really healthy and just doing what was best for my body and doing growing him as best, you know, as how I could in the best yeah. way. God, sleep deprived. I can't talk. I know, I know um, what you meant. But, and I feel like that has really helped my recovery. I I honestly feel like that set me up so well and they say that giving birth is like the equivalent to running a marathon and you wouldn't just go and run a marathon without training so I really did prep my body for the optimal recovery afterwards and I worked really closely with Georgie um who uh, you know I talk about you guys know one of my really good friends um and she was really prepping my body as well to 
yeah. help aid recovery. Do you like rec- like you look back and saying like all the 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 exercise that you were doing was like one hundred percent like necessary, almost like worth 100%. it. I don't know if that's the way yeah. to word it, but yeah, one hundred percent. I I feel like I did the pregnancy in the best way I possibly could, and I really feel like that's aided because I'm I'm only two weeks since you know giving birth. I my tummy has gone down significantly I know that's to to with genetics as well and we're all different but yeah you know I can I can run up the stairs again whereas on like the first five days I was like literally hobbling and like in my tummy was just in so much pain and we're back I probably do around a 25 minute walk every day at the moment um doing pelvic floor exercises yeah so I just feel like I did it right for me. Yeah. That's what worked yeah. for me. No, 100%. It sounds like such an empowering story. And I'm so, again, so proud of you. And just like everything just, you know, it was perfect for your situation. Like everything just mm. like it was perfect for Romeo, wasn't it? And yes. I love that. Um, I can't wait to meet him. Um, oh, I can't wait for you to meet him. Oh, when I get back. Okay. We have a few questions um, that people submitted that I want to make sure we just cover. I think we did most of them. Someone asked, what's the one thing you wish you prepped for and the one thing that was pointless? Okay, the one thing that was pointless was the pack of cards I put in my hospital bag. Oh my God, come on. Ash was, Ash was like, why the hell have you put a pack of cards in your hospital bag? And I was like, I thought we'd be like passing time whilst I was having contractions. <laughs> um, that's like what society makes you think. Exactly, like, I know. All just and I also brought phone. like my AirPods that Ash had brought me AirPods because I was like, I need wireless headphones for when I'm in the bath and I want to listen to music. I didn't get them out, like I didn't want to listen to music. Um, so yeah, stuff. But it's good to prepare because for someone else that might have been the case. Um, so I don't think there's anything I feel like I should have done that I didn't do. Yeah. Um, I like what you, I will you say is really you, well yeah you actually can't prepare for the experience it's just you until you've given birth you just cannot possibly know what you're in for um so what I will say is just like go with it if you can yeah but obviously prepare you know bring your pack of cards bring your headphones um you know do what you feel like you might need to there's there's no harm in being super prepared um but yeah hypnobirthing was also really helpful for anyone who's prepping for a birth like only the breathing exercises for me there's so much more to the birthing but for me it was literally the breathing that was like yeah so invaluable and someone did ask did hypnobirthing help and do you use those breathing techniques while you were pushing yeah um whilst I was pushing no because like I said they were like hold your breath but up until that point they really really helped like you there's no other way to get through the contractions than just breathing through them and at one point I was counting that around four deep breath like four lots of the breathing exercises would get me through a contraction so I'd be counting into my head so I knew that when I got to four that contraction would be over yeah that's good it like gives you almost like a distraction as well as like Mm -hmm. the benefits of breathing but like just focusing on like it just is a bit of a distraction isn't it yeah definitely yeah um I think we answered I uh, someone asked what were the signs of labor I think you had a different experience maybe than some mm. other people because your your water just broke so but that also, was your sign I am um, they do say that like within 24 I think it's 24 to 48 hours before you go into labor you do get that surge of energy and like um need to like nest 
yeah, and I, you're I was, yeah, and I was super like hyper, but I, again, like I don't know if everyone would experience that. But I yeah, just had yeah. that like instinct that he was going to come early. I just felt like he was ready, and he for like a week before, I had felt a lot of pressure down below, so I felt like his head was super engaged. I was like, he just feels so ready right now to come out. I love that you you were so in tune with your body during the yeah, whole experience. I really, um, really was. Which I think is incredible. And I think it's it's quite scary to go through it because it's the, it's nothing you've ever experienced before. Mm. Um, but I think leaning into it and just embracing everything like you did really helped. And I feel like that's kind of how I want to do it like as well. Um, mm. So I think, I think, yeah, it's just, I learned so much and I want to just, you tell, when I get there, you just tell me what to do, whatever you did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till you're there. Have a oh baby. My God. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I'm home and my mom has, you know, mentioned it. Your mom, bless her. She's like, Sophie, send me pictures of Romeo. <laughs> I know. I, sent, I, I showed her all of them yesterday. She She's just so Aww. happy for you guys. And she just like loves babies. Like love her, that. like, I think she was put on this earth, not even to be a, mom but like just to be a grandma yeah um, my, my mom's honestly the same yeah how is um all of your siblings like with everyone's him and- obsessed like just he's just surrounded by so much love he's so lucky is it is it like for you when your parents hold them like is it a weird like for you how does that make you feel it's like my mom has just been I don't even know how I'd be going through these weeks without her she's literally been amazing um and yeah it's just like it's so lovely seeing the amount of love she has for him um and it's like a comfort for me as well to have my mom helping me out 100% I think it's the best thing in the world I also wanted to say before we finish he he looks like ash I'm not gonna lie I know so how do you feel about that well, I did always say I wanted a mini Ash, didn't I? I yeah, you did. Like, I wanted, because I just, and the pictures we have of Ash from when he was little, he was just like the cutest little boy. So every time I pictured yeah, my little boy, I would just picture this like little mini Ash. Um, so I'm really happy because like, obviously I think Ash is very handsome. So yeah, I'm very right. pleased he looks like him. But at the same time, it's like a little part of me that's like, I, I think he has your nine lips. months. Can someone say he looks like me? But I think I've had, he has your lips. I've had quite a few people message me on Instagram being like, he looks like a spitting image of you. So I'm like, okay, they don't have to say that. So there must be some of me in him. You know what? I'm just going to put it out there. You and Ash don't look too dissimilar. So I know like, what you mean, like dark kind of. You both have like dark features yeah. um, and you're both good looking. So obviously like the baby could easily resemble, like if you don't know Ash, I yeah. guess like if you've only seen pictures of him, um, you know, the baby could easily, I mean, it, you guys don't look too dissimilar so like yeah the baby's a perfect blend of the both of you Aww. but I do in certain <laughs> pictures see after yeah the honestly the the more he like grows I'm like oh my god like it's just ash it's crazy but that must be like such a nice feeling yeah like, as well like yeah to look at be like oh my god it's a mini him that's so cute I know I can't want to wait to watch him grow and he was born with so much hair. Not like so much hair, but like hair. A really nice, I think it's a really nice head of hair. <laughs> I do too. Um, yeah, I was freaking bald until I was like yeah, three. Yeah, I was as well. No, my, mom used to, <laughs> my mom used to Velcro bows to my head because, um, and like every outfit had a headband and like literally she would like stick things on my head because my name was Barry, obviously. And like just people oh, had no God. idea what gender I was. And so like, everything was like over the top pink and sparkly because she just like 
couldn't cope with people being like, oh my God, your little boy is so cute. And I was like, fuck you, it's a girl. Um, I don't so, yeah. think you can really tell with newborns though, if they're boys no, or girls. Like, it's very not. easy to mix them up. So yeah, yeah, no, but I was like two and I was still bald. <laughs> So like, and now look at all this hair I have so there like, you go. you never know what's gonna happen um but no I'm I'm so proud of you I think it's oh, just so you. amazing what you've accomplished um and like I just think like childbirth like women are incredible they're superheroes we do not give them in society I don't think we give them enough credit right. or like I don't think society caters to childbirth as much as it should and mm-hmm. the more I, the more I experience my friends having babies or family members the more I understand like what we go through to yeah. produce a child and I just don't think people appreciate it enough mm-hmm. and I think there's way too much judgment and way too many I just yeah it really kind of actually frustrates me like when people pass judgment on someone's pregnancy or someone's birth or the way people are raising their children like everyone just needs to like fuck off and just like appreciate women for how incredible they are yeah and everyone's going to do it so differently and experience something completely different and it's not just a given that like oh women have to give birth and you know they have kids and that's that that's what happens like it's fucking like it's a lot (laughs) yeah 100 percent um what was I just going to ask you oh where is he now (laughs) Oh, he's so I fed him literally before I jumped on, um, and he's with my mum. Oh, cute! So, so cute, yeah. amazing. Well, well, we'll definitely post more pictures. We need more representation of Romeo okay. on the working <laughs> on this page. Um, there's so many questions I didn't get to ask you, like about Bear and about you know, like what was that like when they first met? Like was that like because up until this point, Bear was your baby. I know so when we brought him home from the hospital my family blessed them like we locked them in another room and Bear was the first to meet him because we just wanted to have that moment where Bear felt like his family was coming home to him with like a new addition and he was the first one that got to be there and then my family walked in to us so that Bear felt like he was part of the family whilst they met him um he's been amazing like admittedly you know obviously I cannot possibly give him as much of attention as I was and I feel like he is trying to be a bit more needy with me but he's going to have to get used to his new life there is a baby in our family now but he's literally amazing like every time he hears Romeo cry he literally like darts over and just sits by him and it's so cute like he's literally so lovely with him bless oh I just think dogs and babies are just like oh fucking precious there's just a no and I just like want him to grow up and like bear be his best friend I, know, I, know. I don't know why I'm projecting my thoughts on you but no I, I just want to see it <laughs> I just want to see it um I feel like I have other questions but maybe we'll catch up about it again on another episode because I kind okay. of I'm just interested in his like development and like everything and I don't know like we didn't even talk about like breast milk and your boobs oh yeah we and, didn't talk about breastfeeding yeah but I just feel like that that could be another another topic. Um, but I think this is so educational. I think that anyone who is like thinking of childbirth should listen to this because I learned so much. Like I just don't think people share enough. So I really do appreciate you opening up and just sharing everything. Um, because I think it's very brave because not no one really does it. Yeah, I hope I wasn't too graphic. No, I almost fainted only once, so it was fine. Okay, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Especially when I just lost you on the other side of the screen. <laughs> it was only when you said about like the feeling of cold through your veins. Yeah, that, that really was horrible. <laughs> um, 
but like that had nothing to do with like the birth like you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. that doesn't it's just like oh my god my veins are so like a sore subject for me in terms of like fainting it's always my trigger um I don't know why I'll yeah god but yeah no I I thoroughly enjoyed this and we'll definitely do more and again I'm just like so working proud of you like Aww. I'll never stop saying it I like I just love you and I can't wait for you to meet him and thank you for chatting through my story with me oh my god of course guys let us know if you really enjoyed this because I mean I think you will um but we can do like a follow-up episode um and see how you're getting on the fourth trimester like what the fourth mm. is the fourth trimester yeah but also we didn't talk about that but I think it's really important and it is a thing <laughs> yeah 100 okay go um everyone go rate review and subscribe tell us how much you love this episode and we'll be back <laughs> bye Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe. And share with your friends if you love this episode. It really does help us get seen in the chart. You can now also order our Forking Wellness book anywhere books are sold. Order it on Amazon Prime for next day delivery. And Barnes & Noble in America. And if you love the book, we would so appreciate a review on Amazon. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and we really hope you enjoy it. We'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.